Now, sales automation and marketing automation are not the same, right? Marketing automation is you know, glitzy, glamoury, beautiful, you know, emails that end up in spam, right? Sales automation is one person messaging another. Welcome to Data-Driven Selling by the Sales Insights Lab, the podcast that helps reps and business owners generate more meetings and close more sales at higher prices. Let me ask you a question. Are you one of the many sales reps using cold email in order to generate high quality appointments? If you are a savvy sales rep, chances are you are. And more importantly, with the tools that are available nowadays, we can be setting up automated cold email sequences that are really, really high quality emails with high quality outreaches. And so what I've done for this video is I've gone and interviewed one of the absolute gurus on cold email. His name is Ian Bloombergen, and he's the founder of Pilot Now. This guy is an absolute ninja at cold email. As I go through the interview with him, pay really close attention to every single thing that he mentions because some of the things that he says are really subtle, but I promise you if you implement some of these ideas, you are going to absolutely crush your cold email sequences. All right, Ian, psyched to have you here today. Thanks for being with us. Bye, thanks for, uh, so much for having me, man. Of course. So obviously the focus here today is the key on setting more appointments with cold email. So why don't we just dive in? What would you say is the first key point that, uh, that folks need to use when it comes to setting up appointments with cold email? Well, it's, it's not rocket science. Uh, you know, your parents told you probably as kids, right? Proper preparation prevents poor performance. So, you know, you take the time at the top of the funnel to get everything right in the beginning, then everything becomes a lot easier. So Kind of two parts to that one is just the setup, right? Making sure you've got your deacons, your, your, your the email set up right, picking the right email provider, and depending on who you're going after, Outlook versus Gmail, um, you know, warming up your domain if it's a new domain to make sure that the, the sender help is there, you know, picking the right tool for outreach that you, know, you need and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, kind of the basics, right? Email validity, right? Make sure your list is good using a good tool like, you know, Zero Bounce. Making sure there's no spam words in your, your content, you know, making sure that, you know, the contacts are ideal, right? They meet your ICP, right? Because in the end, you can have the right message, but if it's the right person, it's not going to get you anywhere. So, now you get that all set up, you got your personas, you got your people, you got your systems, and uh, from there, you're, you're ready to go. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, obviously what you just said, there were a lot of pieces. And so for the folks that are not, um, you know, cold email ninjas, I think there was a lot to unpack there. But I mean, you know, some of the key takeaways that I had there is one, uh, obviously just technically making sure that you've got deliverability figured out is obviously huge, whether it's making sure that you're sending to valid emails, you actually get your email account set up properly. So that way it's connecting properly with the domain. And so you're not just getting immediately blocked by spam, you know, makes total sense. Cool. So let's let's talk a little bit about the content. What, what would you say are some of the, the keys to that message content? Well, it's, uh, a lot goes into that, right? So you know, what we found is cold outbound e uh, email is evolving, right? And the more people that do it, the, the number of people get to it. You know, just like any form of sales, no one picks up a telemarketer anymore because they get hundreds a day, right? And so, you know, how do you stand out? And so the key there is just some personalization, right? Is to make sure that your message is geared to the individual or to the account or ideally both, right? So you know your vertical that you're going after, so you can personalize by that. What are the pain points you may solve for that vertical, right? You know the persona, 
they have different pains. You know, CFOs trying to save money, the marketing guys this, the IT guys that. So making sure that you take your core message and kind of cut it up a little bit so that you know it, it resonates a little bit more. And then you know, keeping it short and simple, really important as well, right? Uh, you, know, you don't want a long email and that kind of stuff. So and that's kind of the, the first bit, right? Just the personalization. The the second thing is, you know, and what everyone kind of forgets is you know, sales automation and marketing automation are not the same, right? Marketing automation is your know, glitzy, glamoury, beautiful, you know, emails that end up in spam, right? Sales automation is one person messaging another. And, you know, the biggest mistake most people make is they make it all about themselves, right? This is why we're great. This is why everyone loves us. This, you know, so on, so on, so on. And what that really is, is an advertisement. And you know, no one wants to watch a commercial. Right. And so the key is really to make it about them. Right. And so if you've done your research on the industry, on the prospect, on their persona and the pain points that you solve for them, you can lead with that. Are you running into this pain point? How are you dealing with this pain point? I've been helping clients that are running, you know, in a similar space, the similar persona handle this pain point. Are you running into the same? If so, I'd love to have a chat. Right. And so if you do that, you're being very direct, you're not wasting your time, you're zeroing right on what you need, which also helps you down the funnel, right? You don't you know you can be very vague in your message, you'll get a lot more replies, but now you've got to triage those replies, they're not qualified, so on and so on. And right. so you, you pay the price for this. So yeah, just keep being really you know, to the point about them, not about you. And if you do that, you know, you'll already be on your way, assuming again uh, that you know, your product is great, your pricing is reasonable, you, you don't have other big barriers like contracts because but ultimately, no amount of lipstick you put on a pig is going to change it from being a pig. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to keep that in mind and, and, and then account for it. If your product is higher priced or you have more barriers, you just have to make up for it with uh, either higher volume or even more personalization. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes so much sense. I, I, I think that even if you look at the, like, the perfect, considered a couple of years ago, what were the best cold emails? They were super generic, right? I mean, if you go onto those websites that show you, like, the ideal cold emails, a lot of them are from a few years ago that, like, whether it was Salesforce or these different kind of big users of cold email were using. And there really were basically no points of personalization without, with the exception, maybe a little segmentation, personalization, right? Referencing the industry or maybe obviously the person's first name and maybe their company, but it was really, really basic. And, you know, one of the takeaways that I've had from our relationship and our conversations is the idea of going so much deeper on personalization I mean, could you just give, because I just, I love when you talk about this, could yeah. you give a couple of examples of kind of what are some of your favorite current uses of personalization recently? Yeah, I mean, it's really quick to preface that, um, you, know, you know, looking online for templates, you know, which one's the best performing, in my humble opinion, it's all bullshit, all right? Uh, your, someone else's template's not going to work for you. Right. It's your company, it's your product, it's your prospect, they're different. And so don't try to cookie cut someone else's into yours. So now you can take inspiration, you know, hook lines, subject lines, keywords, things like that, uh, kind of length stuff. Uh, but yeah, in the end, you've got to write it yourself. And you know, your A-B testing of that message is going to end up really helping you improve it. Go to the personalization. Right? It's just really simple. Right? It really is, right? All you want to do, right? Because in the end, most people that are doing this, it's automation, right? And so no one wants to be automated, right? So if you have a sign that your message seems automated, you're going to lose replies. Even if the value prop is great, even if they have the pain, because they feel like, hey, if you can't have the time to write an email one by one to me, why should I give you the time, right? And so how do you do that in a way in scale, right? And so it really varies on who you're targeting. If you have a large amount of prospects, right, unlimited, 
Now, you're not going to go as deep with the personalization if you have a limited amount of prospects that you can burn through, right? And ultimately, there, there's really two types of personalization. One is easy, kind of standard, which goes a long way. And the other is kind of custom to what we're doing. So standards could be, you know, some tools will say, hey, business day plus three or four, right? Use them, right? When, you, when I get a message that says, hey, are you available next week? That already tells me they don't have that tool uh, kit, right? Are you available on Wednesday? Right. But you can go one step further and very easily without you know, doing any work. You know, we have a snippet that says morning, early morning, late morning, early afternoon, so on and so on and so on. And so and that just varies at random. Right. So now my is, are you available Wednesday, early afternoon? The right. other one gets, are you available Wednesday evening? And is phone number the best number to reach you? Well, I got the phone number from my database. Might as well use it to personalize right. it, right? So those are kind of the easier ones. Industry, hey, I've been helping you know, my clients in the industry space. Now, you don't want to be lazy with that, right? Because LinkedIn industry is not quite always what the, yeah. the company is. So you want to check that. Your client, we do this very often, right? If you've got five client names you're going to drop, why not personalize that a little bit? If it's, you know, if I'm reaching out to this vertical, I'm going to try and drop client one as someone in, in that space and vice versa, right? Second contact's another easy one, right? Well, hey, I know I've got two people on that list. Why don't I reference that other person by name as a variable? Uh, it could be a PS. Hey, I'm not sure if I'm barking up the wrong tree. Should I be talking to full name, right? And right. you'll notice it's working when you start getting replies like, hey, I get 10 of these a day. Now, I'm not sure if we need you, but I'll take a, I'll take a look, right? And yeah. that's the sign that, hey, you've stood out and you really don't, you know, it's, it's an age old story, right? You, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun your friend, right? And so it's the same thing with email. You don't need to be the best template or the most personalized. You just need to be better than everyone else or in that top kind of top 10%. Yeah. And so, you know, 80, 90% of them are people that don't know what they're doing. So that's already easy. It's just the ones right there in that kind of 80th, 70th percentile that you want to get ahead of them. Yeah, a little personalization goes a long way. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I see it with our work. I mean, the, to me, just a huge part of personalization. I mean, one, obviously, is you're personalizing the message and you're making it that much stronger, but you're also just signaling to the recipient of the email that it's not just an automated email, right? And, and that's probably because it fits within a template that was really well thought out. It's probably one of the better emails that they're getting anyways. And then when you add in that personalization, it makes such a big difference because I mean, I think we all know when we receive an email, and it's like just little things are off. Like maybe they reference our company name, but it has like the LLC exactly. with the ink in it. You're like, ah, this is bad. You know, this is bad personalization. It's like immediately out. So just those, those little details make such a big difference, you know? Well, and, and, and you know, LLC is a pretty obvious one, but it even goes one step further, right? Where you can tell, hey, the company is exactly the way it is in LinkedIn or on a database and you can, you know, it's great. So you can write a very simple Google sheet script that'll take, if it's a, uh, you know, uh, the company with two names, right? Uh, Bob and Bob's Laundry. Then you would change it to BL. Now, hey, what is BL doing? And they right away realize, oh, no, we don't call it BL, but I know that's me, right? They they reference right. it, and so now they reply because they straight away realize, hey, this is not automated, even though it really is. We just changed company name from Bob's Laundry to BL. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, the founder of Bob's Laundry, he is a very discerning uh, recipient of emails, so we're going to watch out for him. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right, that's awesome, man. So what would you say is the next key idea for, uh, for really setting more appointments to cold email? Urgency. Uh, you know, the biggest mistake everyone makes is when you do all this work, you start getting replies, and then you, know, you drop the ball. And we were just talking about this before yeah. the call started about you know, salespeople just not doing their job, right? And so you know, the metrics are clear. They're all over the internet. You Google them, right? Drop-off happens, right? If you do not reply within X minutes, 
it drastically drops, right? I think it's something, you know, within the first half hour, you lose almost 50%. Yeah. And so have urgency. That goes one step further, right? You, you can have uh, triggers and actions, right? Hey, if something's open, something happens, right? And a task pops up or another message, so you can do that. Um, you know, you want to you know, strike while the iron's hot because we know the game, right? You, you wait an hour, they now gone from the computer, now you come. And in the end, sales, no matter what you're doing, whether you're knocking on doors, you're doing this, you're, you're high-level consulting like you, impulse is impulse, right? You want to close people up to hide an impulse. The minute your conversation ends, the impulse starts to drop, right? Time kills it, right? Uh, they find another company or they weren't as interested. And you see it all the time. I mean, you follow up three days later. That, well, what was this about again? This completely yeah. forgot. Right, and so you're almost starting the game all over, and it's such a waste of all the hard work you put in. So, just make sure you set up alerts, make sure you react, react quickly, and if you do that, you're you know, you're in the game. And and from there, it's it's just a normal sales process of, of walking them through the steps and getting them on the call. It's so funny that something as simple as that is one of our key points, but it's so true, right? I mean, we spend all this time, effort, and money putting together these amazing campaigns, and then people are taking you know, 12 hours to reply to an email and you're like, what's going on? I, I think this is so true for follow-up and all of all sorts, whether it's inbound or outbound or whatever. It's, I think the data is very clear. I mean, the top companies, I, I see it a lot more, the statistics with inbound response, but you know, companies that respond within like six minutes, the likelihood of converting that lead into an appointment is, is like double. I mean, it's really compelling. I mean, part of it is is the mindset, right? They see everyone sees leads as the same, and a marketing uh, marketing qualified lead is not a sales qualified lead, right? right. So if you're used to those, you don't. Oh, I missed one, right? Chances are, out of ten, two are only going to be qualified anyway. I lost it. Probably wasn't a good deal anyway. And that's you know that's a fine mentality for inbound to a certain extent. The problem with outbound is you picked your prospect, right? right? You pick them for size, for revenue, for persona. So other than the timing and the budget side of things, and even the budget you've got a little bit from their revenues, right? right? You've got a sales qualified lead there, right. and so you should treat it as such, right? And and so, you know, if you take that mentality very quickly, you'll you know, the culture might change on your team, and you'll see the results you know, double, triple, so on and so on. And then just going real big back to the the core messaging, the personalization. I stepped into one key thing that we've noticed, right? The, the industry is changing, technology is changing, and so you're always trying to stay ahead of Google's outlooks and all their ways of figuring out are you, you know, a spammer or not, and so. Uh, one big thing we've been doing almost now two months and makes a huge difference is we no longer track clicks ever yeah. uh, because it's a big you know sign, right? We just try and get them on the back end, right? Hey, custom landing page, so on and so on. And we don't even track opens on the first step uh, just because that pixel with your text ratio, you, know, you yeah. lose about five to 10, if not more, like Mindcast or you know, some of the more serious uh, providers. So just wanted to quickly throw that yeah. in there because it, it makes that's a 10% difference. That's, that's the ball game right there. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, turning off open tracking is a really scary thing for a lot of people, but it is it's something that we do too. And it just, it does. I mean, especially on the first email, it's always tricky because you do, you're kind of excited to know how people are responding to the content, but uh, it makes total sense. Yeah, but in the end, you can have a rough open tracking, right? right. Your, your replies are consistent. Your unsubscribes right. are consistent. Your auto replies are consistent. Right. So, you know, those numbers combined through right. you know, a quick school algorithm tells you roughly what your open rate is. So you still can have the visibility to know, hey, something really bad is happening or something really good is happening, right. even though you might not be able to, if it's in the gray area, to see how good or how bad. 
Right. So, uh, and then once you get to step two, you've got your open and you, you can see that knowing as well that, hey, step two is always going to be a little bit lower and you take that into consideration. Those are just kind of industry standards of you know, how much drop off you get per step. Makes sense. Cool. So uh, what would you say is the last key idea here for cold email setting and more appointments? Again, it's evolution, right? Uh, what we've, you know, what worked today doesn't work tomorrow. And so, you know, we are finding as well that, you know, you can't have it as a single channel, right? You can't have email be the only touch point because you have different people. Some are technical, some are not. Some are on the move, some are not. Some are not on their email, some are on their phone. And so, you know, be smart about it and pair it with other touches, right? That could be, hey, let me do a quick LinkedIn connection request and maybe reference the email, right? That could be, hey, let me do a voicemail drop at scale, which you can do. It could be, hey, let me record a personal video. Uh, you know, you'll love this. Uh, we're doing a hack right now. You know, you'd be surprised when you take a list of a thousand prospects that we're reaching out to, about 40, 400 of those will share roughly about 40 names, the most popular names, John, Dick, so on and so on. And so you can very uh, quickly, with very little time, say, hi, John, blah, 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 and have another recording, which is maybe persona and industry, which might be three by three nines. That's nine recordings at 30 seconds. You had 40 recordings for the names at 30 seconds. You throw a little infographic to do the cutover so it doesn't look like you've spliced them together. Throw it in the YouTube video, and boom, now you have for four hours of work, a personalized video for 40% of your prospects. So yeah, pair it uh, with other channels, other touches, but be strategic, right? Phone calls take time, energy, money. They don't work for every persona, right? You know, you're not going to get on the phone with the CEO of, of Citibank, so be smart about it. And you know, again, the time it, it takes, so you know, you've got the KPIs, right? Hey, this many opens and this many clicks puts it on the calls. Otherwise, it's not on it. And you just work it backwards. If your budget and time is, I can make 10 calls a day, then you look at, you know, all right, what criteria of opens, clicks, engagement, whatever gets me to that list of 10. And you'll normally double it because obviously you're not going to spend all the money on all your prospects to find a direct dial for them. Right? It's a waste of money if they reply no. So you'll wait till that moment comes. And then you normally want to double because you only find direct dials for about half of your leads. So right. you know, budget for 20 from 10. And uh, yeah, that could be a handwritten note. It could be sending a gift card. It could be you know, any touches that you've found in the past help it, right? And, and so it validates you, they see you elsewhere, and, and it just hedges your bets. You know, some go to spam, you'll never know it, and you'll get them somewhere else. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I mean, I, I, just having the multiple channels, you can't be over, uh, yeah, overemphasized. Well, this is amazing. Ian, thank you so much for sharing these ideas with us. And one thing that we have here that Ian put together for us is a, an awesome PDF on personalization 101 so some of these ideas that you got he literally gives you the templates of emails specific emails with the different custom attributes uh, you've got to check this out i will link that a direct download to that just right below this video and in the blog wherever you're seeing this so you can uh, just download that and obviously you can um, reach directly out to ian at pilot now ian bloomberg and thank you so much my pleasure have a great day Awesome, so there are the five keys to setting more appointments with cold email. Thanks for listening. Want more tactical advice on selling? Register for our free video training on the five-step formula to closing more deals without price pushback, think it overs, or ghosting. Simply visit closing.training to get instant access. That's closing.training to get instant access.